This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show. We are your hosts, Amber and Jenna, and today we're discussing sex goddess, sacred mother. Can I be both? Hmm. I'm really wondering. That's why we're discussing it today. (laughs) For show notes, more on sex goddess, sacred mother, can I be both? Find our website, themotherlovingfuture.com, and check out our article on 10 tips for keeping love alive post-baby to help with getting that sexual energy flowing between you and your partner after all this baby stuff is said and done. Oh, God. When will it be done? It's it's never going to be done. It's going to be done when they're out of the house. Yeah, it's true. Well, maybe when they're all in school. Or even just maybe in the other bed, maybe. That, if we can that, just get them to help. the other bed, that would definitely help. <laughs> God. Okay, Jenna, do you want to um, throw us your definition on sex goddess slash sacred mother? Can I be both? <laughs> well, yes, I will do my best to define that um, by saying before we give birth, we are allowing our sexual life force energy to attract our sexual partners into our life, you know, for the biological need to We just to need them to have make babies. A child, right? Yeah, that's it. No other reason. Um, <laughs> Then after we give birth, the same life force energy moves, we are saying it's moving up to our heart space and to fuel our journey through parenthood. And many women are left heartful, but, but libidoless. Guilty. <laughs> Sorry, Carrie. And asking themselves, am I normal? Well, I know I'm not normal, but, well, but that's, this that's is a whole a next level of abnormal. Yeah, or be- is it? Well, and also because like in the... In like the media, we're thought to believe like you got to just get right back on that saddle. Yeah, that's a problem. So, I mean, the whole reason I chose this topic for today is because I myself, like Valentine's three now. So, you know, he's been out of the the tummy for um, over three years. Yes. And I still haven't gotten my libido back. And it's got nothing to do with my husband. Sexy, amazing man. Love you, Carrie. Aww. But um, I just, it's its a physical energy in my body that mm-hmm. doesn't exist where it used to exist before. Mm. And I was thinking about it and I'm like, this is crazy. Like it's not even zero. It's like below zero at this below point. Below zero. Below zero. It's like freezing conditions over here. It's like <laughs> lifeless, like non-existent. Absolute zero. Yeah. Like nothing no can live in, in those conditions. <laughs> Um, so (laughs) it's really sad, but basically it got me thinking like, is this normal? Is there something wrong with me? Should I have my libido back by then? And it's really interesting because the way I move through life is different without having sexual energy. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I've noticed, um, you know, I just, I just move through life differently. I kind of walk a bit differently. I interact with people differently. How did you walk before? Oh, baby, you should have seen me before. <laughs> better be better. Boom. Um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah I, it was I, like, I was strident, baby. All in I the hips. I had swagger. All in the hips. <laughs> um, but basically it got me really wondering, like wanting to look into this and wondering why is it normal? What can I do about it? And so hence we are, we are discussing, discussing it today. It. So, I started thinking about what I was like before I gave birth and I came up with this concept that, yeah, like I definitely had energy like brewing and around in my lower chakra 
not that I was a, you know, promiscuous naughty girl or anything, but I I was actually not promiscuous at all. I just want to say that, (laughs) but like I loved sex and I was a sexual creature and I love sex now still, by the way, just wanted to clarify that. The idea of it. The abstract idea. (laughs) No, like once it's happening, it's great, but I don't have that. Wait, so once it's it's happening, it's good though. Oh yeah, totally. So you're into it once it's happening. Oh, it's happening all the time. I just want to tell you that, (laughs) but there's no energy moving me towards it. Mm. It, it's it's all so kind does, of initiated by Carrie. So Carrie always initiates. Yeah, it. Okay. because I I don't have that physical energy brewing in me to pursue that. So it's really interesting. So mm. okay, getting back to before motherhood. So I definitely moved through the world with a little bit more like zest in as a sexual creature. And because of that, I interacted with men on that level to some degree, depending on how much I liked them or not, you know, depending on what, if they were a suitor or not. And a suitable suitor. Suitable suitor. And then I came to the idea that once I'd found my husband, And we settled down and, you know, I still had that energy going, even though I'd found my husband. But once I got pregnant, it lessened just a little bit, but it was still definitely there. And once I gave birth, literally like the day I gave birth, it vanished. It went. And and I said to myself, well, this is normal. Like uh, what I think happened is that that day I gave birth, I birthed as a mother and the maiden died to a degree, right? I birthed as a mother and all of my energy went up to my heart and my heart exploded. This maternal instinct and love and intuition just completely took over my being and my focus and my life. And nothing mattered more than keeping my baby alive, safe and happy and, and carry happy as well. Right? So <laughs> afterthought, but It was interesting because there wasn't an urge in me to have more of his attention or to be kind of sexual with him or it was, as I said, it was great when it happened, but if it didn't, it wasn't something I was chasing or needing. So I think that before we have children, we have this genetic coding, this deep genetic coding where we are designed to create life. So what helps us create life is to attract a male, right? The suitable male. So the ways we do that subconsciously or consciously, maybe through our appearance, we may dress to kind of yeah, like get true. the attention, put on the red lipstick, walk in a certain way. We spray ourselves with perfume. We do our hair, our makeup. We we become these, we morph into a very desirable creature to catch the attention of... The best suitor possible, really. That's right, the best suitor possible. And with that, not just presenting, energetically, we move from a place that is going to attract a suitor, right? Some of us. Some of us are not so good at that. (laughs) But like that was just within me. That Mm -hmm. wasn't something I intentionally generated. That, Mm -hmm. That was within me. And so I think that was my genetic coding setting me, setting myself up to attract someone to create life with, to create children with. And once that mission was completed... I had no use for it anymore (laughs) and it disappeared. And now my whole mission is keeping that baby alive and nurturing it and, and trying to support it being the wholest 
creature ever with all my attention and devotion and focus going towards it. So that needs me to be living in my heart. In order to be that dedicated mother, I need to be living in my heart. So all day I'm in that place of loving just like more than I ever thought I could love and nurturing and and being the holder of that space. And I'm not placing any attention because there's no need that there's no primal need to have that energy in my lower chakras to attract that mate. So I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm now in this place where, okay, I have z- minus zero libido. And there's a part of me that feels as though um, I'm like not fully myself. And I like to feel that energy within me because I believe it's that creative life force energy. It's not just sexual energy. It's energy to create things. It's vitality. It's like all that energy going into your reproductive system. And you know that I've had reproductive system issues the past Mm -hmm. couple of months. So I started thinking about, well, is this normal? And people say all the time, a breastfeeding, a new mother who's a breastfeeding mother does do, do lose their libido. And it's because the hormones have changed and you're now focused on the baby. And because you're breastfeeding and all the attention is going to the baby, you, you psychologically lose interest in, in having sex, but you also physically don't, you're tired and don't have the energy and you physically, your hormones are all over the place. So you, you have a lower, a lowered libido. And just to interject, you could say that biologically, evolutionarily, this was the case because it would give each child a better rate of survival if the mom didn't get pregnant too close together. Because if you're breastfeeding a child, if you're going to have sex, you might get pregnant again, and then that could hurt both of your children. So biologically, you could understand why those, that might be the case. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No. And and also, as I've discovered, it's dangerous, it's physically dangerous for a woman to get pregnant too soon after she's been pregnant. So maybe that's nature as well trying to kind of protect, you know, creating life. So, yeah, so basically I got to this state where I'm like, okay, um, it's now going on three years, three and a bit years where I've had zero libido and I don't like the feeling of feeling, I, I don't like feeling like I don't have that energy connecting with, the world and my partner. So I went to a Chinese acupuncturist and he was like, Oh yes, you got no, no energy in your lower chakra, in your reproductive organ. And he started doing acupuncture on me to move the chi around my body, which I think is locked up in my heart, which is great. The heart and the head, but it needs to be balanced. Right. If you want, maybe some people, yeah, it it needs to be flowing. It needs to be in flow. Because I don't think it's just about wanting to be sexual. It's about health and vitality and keeping energy flowing in in your reproductive system. If I want to have more kids, it should be, it should be flowing everywhere. For everyone, regardless of where you are in the reproductive age of your life, it should, everything should be flowing at all times. All chakras should be activated and flowing. And when it wasn't, that was an indication for me that there's something out of balance and something I need to heal. So I went to the acupuncturist, he gave me herbs, he did some acupuncture on me and it's only been a week or two, so I can't say I'm feeling any different, but at least I have attention going towards that area and I'm doing something about it. Some other things people could maybe look at if you kind of suffer or can relate 
to this in any way is looking at your hormone balance. After pregnancy, things kind of go a bit crazy for a while. Maybe you need some help redirecting your hormones to a more balanced place. Um, what, what do you, what's your opinion on this, Jenna? Just wondering. My opinion on all of this? Well, I mean, I can just say from my own experience that um, you said what before you had a child that you really were this kind of like flirty, almost like moving from the sexual chakras. And um, I was never like that. Like I always, I feel myself, like I really always came from my heart and it's always been hard for me to like have a libido really, like in general, before I got pregnant ever, you know, because I just really move from the heart space. I feel like I move primarily from like this divine mother heart space. And I have, it goes back to, if you listen to our other podcast about anxiety and you'll hear about like the core, how motherhood is such a core of my mission in this life. But, um, that's sort of always where I've been directed to. And in and, and every potential suitor ever, like I never wanted to have any suitors just to have fun. Like I always thought like, is this person going to be good? I only thought to have babies with like every single time. So maybe that's then perfect for your mission in this lifetime to find a man who's going to be connecting with your heart. Yes. And my mind. Because I also think I actually operate a lot from my head as well. So my husband and me connect very much on the heart and on the head. And we also do connect sexually. So I actually think we have a good balance there. Um, And what I'm kind of finding is after I did have children, I didn't really have a libido, but that wasn't too different for me than normal. Um, So I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. But now as like me and my husband are getting deeper into our divine union and cultivation of our divine union, I'm finding that at, you know, we're so connected by the heart and by the head and to be able to move into the lower chakras with that, that higher energy and coming into a divine union sexual practice, it's just the most beautiful sexual practice that there is. It's like if you it's like eating organic food or like not eating organic food and then eating super high quality organic food. It's like you're never gonna want to go back to that like low vibrational indulgence once you've tasted the high vibrational devo- de- so, indulgence. So are you guys practicing sac- sacred sexuality? We are right practicing now? sacred sexuality okay, so, and cultivation of divine union. Okay, so what does that actually look like? I mean not does it, I mean, what does well, it look like? Shall I draw a picture? <laughs> not in that way, but what does that actually mean in regards to like, w- what could people do to start moving in that direction? Some practical tips. Yeah. Well, I think the main point that coming to mind is not using your sexual energy to connect in any way, like with anyone but each other. You know, and like that for me, that's pretty easy since like I'm, I only want to be sexual in in the sense of creating divine union. So it's very easy for me, but like, you know, and I think Jesse is also pretty good at that, but like, you know, just for example, like not watching porn, not like like having sexual release to like, d- not bad just like getting thoughts. yourself off. Yeah, getting yourself off to like dark or like low vibrational thought forms or watching pornography or like, you know, chat, even chatting up or like sexually engaging flirtatiously with like anyone outside of your relationship because that is part of your sexual life force energy that you're giving to others. You're, you're, and so for us, for our practice, we completely keep that within our each other. Okay, so that's the context in which you're operating from. It's yeah. just about you and Jesse mm-hmm. in this sacred space, no one else involved. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to know more about like, are you using 
tantra kind of like techniques are you using like breath and meditation together do you like eye gaze like what are the things which create um sacred sexuality besides what what you've already told us well i mean that's topic for an entire another show i think but as far as our practice, and we're just at the beginning of, of exploring this practice. So, I mean, I don't feel at all as an expert to, to speak on that yet, but I would, I would just think within our practice, it's like, yeah, it's, it's just breathing as one, operating as one, instead of like allowing any of our sexual energy to go out of our circuitry, to just be this, this circuit. And like, we actually talk about that and say that like, just envision us, our, our sexual energy is kind of going in a circle between each other instead of like getting anywhere outside of that circle. Beautiful. Yeah. And as we deepen in this practice, I can let you know more. And I love that it's a practice because yeah. this stuff does not happen overnight. No, and only that. There's no um, precedent for it. Like no, There's no example to look at and say, oh, that's why I was interested in, in how you accumulated this formula or recipe or manual, which, which you're exploring, because there is no, like, I can't think, oh, that, that book, I mean, maybe I need to look into books or, you know, resources, but I can't think of any off my head that I'm like, oh, that person's doing it right. It's ABC and that's how you do it. It's, I think it's really about your intention as well. Like, as you said, moving from a place of like wanting to deeply connect through the heart and it be like, you know, it being a place where you get to like, let go and you get to be fully seen and fully vulnerable. And that involves presence and presence is like eye contact is fully opening. Your body is breathing is like not rushing it. And your intention is to connect into the heart rather than whatever, like Mm -hmm. get yourself off quickly Mm -hmm. or like whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and like just for each partner to be devoted to each other's pleasure, you know, it's like, service. Yeah. And like having both people be like satisfied. Mm. Key. Um, okay. So let's move into some things. If you going back to like the maiden to mother kind of journey, if you are a mother who can relate to my slightly sad or maybe not so sad situation, (laughs) I mean, for, for me, I, I'm not saying it's good or bad or normal or not normal, but for me, I feel more myself and alive and vital in my day to day if I have that energy activated. And I do think, as you said, it's like it's full health having all of the chakras kind of like activated and flowing. So some other ideas, let's throw around some other ideas about how to get that activated. So like acupuncture, Chinese herbs, that's what I'm doing right now. I think also having the intention to like where and where attention goes energy flows so i really like to have the intention of like being sexual with my partner and like you know like getting um like preparing for that mentally and also and then that stimulates physically and also even if you, if you're not like going to have sex you could still like be sexy for your partner that's what i mean you know exactly. what i mean and put like, attention into being sexy yeah. what does that mean for you do you want to take belly dan- dancing classes do you want to like wear heels that week do you want to buy some sexy lingerie what is being sexy to you and get in touch with that mm-hmm. um and then what else do you think what else can i explore help me let me see what do you, what do you think about how do you think diet would come into play 
I mean, definitely. I feel more confident in my body when I'm on a like vibrant, vital diet. And so, and being confident in your body is everything that allows you to be vulnerable. That allows you to be seen. You want to be seen rather than, you know, insecure and hiding Mm -hmm. yourself. I Mm -hmm. I think like being vulnerable is key to everything we're talking about, to Mm -hmm. sacred sexuality, to really cultivating that sexual energy, to everything, just like loving yourself Mm -hmm. as well. Have you noticed when people have lower self-esteem, they walk around with their shoulders down and they don't really want to be seen? And imagine how that plays out in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And maybe just on that note, just like really discussing, you know, like sexuality with your partner cannot, it could be also like discussing everything about each other and like where you're at with that and like what's interesting or what whatever you guys are thinking because that also just breaks down any barriers of vulnerability that might be there and helps you guys really connect. I think that's key, getting your partner on the same page, like really being totally transparent and being like, what what turns you on? What turns yeah. me on? And like, how do you like me to dress? And cool, I'll make an effort for you, and you yeah. make an effort for me. And like, I like it when you do this. I don't like it when you do that. And like, and being, you have to communicate about those things, or else you're not going to have. have not going to get to the experience. next level. Yeah, and I think it's kind of. <laughs> This reminded me one time Carrie and I were dating and um, a girlfriend of mine invited me to this like red tantric workshop. But it was like an introductory workshop. Like there wasn't any actual getting too crazy. And I, I'm like, Carrie, I've got a surprise for you. Meet me at this address after oh, work. You and, and your surprises. <laughs> Babe, got to keep Carrie. the spark. Or lucky you know? Carrie, actually. And so Carrie arrived. He's like, what's going on? Is this a cult? What have you got me into this time? And I'm like, just sit down and put this blindfold on. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but he came in and this guy was presenting and he had this really long hair and he had long nails, but he was like a dude, like, and he was in his masculine energy, but he had these like feminine attributes. And, um, he was talking about the importance of, um, as a female and as a male exploring both elements of your yin and yang and of your sexuality. So he, he had these fun exercises for us to do. <laughs> Some may find it terrifying. I found it pretty funny where um, the men have to wear like an item of your clothing secretly underneath their work outfit or whatever it may be. And you have to do something to get in touch with your masculinity as the girl. And then you will get a deeper understanding of the masculine masculinity or you'll get a softening of it and a balance with a female male if you're a female, whatever. So Anyway, they sent us away with this and I just thought it was really fun and brought lightness to the subject because a lot of people, um, it can be awkward with their partners to discuss things that they like and don't like or whatever. And I just think that approaching it with lightheartedness and playfulness and like we're both on the same team, we both want to have the best, best sex ever and not just that, use sex as a gateway for our growth and our healing and everything good, our empowerment and our love, like deepening our love, deepening our understanding and also I want to know everything my body is capable of. Like I've had some experiences where I'm like, whoa, that was like I was on ecstasy. 
not that I'm like a heavy ecstasy user or anything or like I'm <laughs> supporting that, but that was like I was on another planet. That was incredible. And my body is capable of that. Like, whoa, I want to get to that place every single time. And I want to explore the the unseen realms of, you know, my my body. And, and sexuality and all the different levels. Jen's looking at me with this face like, what, are you picturing me having sex right now? Is that what that face is no, about? No, no. I'll tell you what the face is about. The face is about just, I have this hesitation with our current culture of just um, like the whole idea of exploring sexuality. You with know? your one partner. I'm talking about with my husband. Yeah, with your husband and within, it, within the cultivation lightly. of divine union. Yeah. Is, is, this isn't me going yeah. out and having fun. This is I have my partner. I found my partner. Or yeah. say you've got a steady boyfriend and it's about like this is a sacred and safe yeah. space for me to go deeper yeah. and develop like an understanding of my capabilities and that creative energy and where totally. it can go. Totally. I I mean, it, this is not promoting going out there with a thousand different people and like, cause that's dangerous. It's like, you're allowing someone's energy to infiltrate you. Yeah. And I did Kundalini yoga for a long time and they have this theory that, you know, sacred sexuality is a big topic in Kundalini yoga. And they have this philosophy that when a man penetrates a woman, his energy stays in her auric field for seven years. And for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like there is a part of me that can kind of feel ex-boyfriends within me, like within, like I can tap into them or I can feel them kind of with me in a way. And maybe that's it. Maybe there's a part of them that's living in my auric field. For men, it's different. They say like three months and they've got the woman's energy out of them. Yeah, because if you think about this, the physicality of it, like He's the man is going in. into your yeah. body. I mean, yeah. that's... And you're not doing that to him. Yeah. He just so, has a projectile. <laughs> but, <laughs> so because of that, you know, theory and philosophy, I think it's really important to know what energies you're inviting into your auric yes. field, into your body. Like you're taking on that person's like, they're a vibrational being. Yes. Like you're absorbing that their person's vibration. like mojo, like who they are totally. and their goodness, their badness, all of that stuff. And to be super like decisive about who you're going to bring into your sacred space as Jenna likes to call it. Yeah, I do like to call it that. It that, is. that is what it is to me. And, it is. Um, you know, and I'm all about like exploration of that, like within the divine union partnership. But like, I'm so not into the exploration of that with anyone. I think it can be dangerous on more than just like a physical level. Like you don't know what, who has what in regards to like STDs or whatever, mm -hmm. but in an energetic level and an emotional level, there's like, and even a physical level in regards to like, how that can show up in other ways. Um, so I think we definitely have to be a little more discerning because sex has become a fad. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I see some youth of today and it's just like social media is streaming sex as fashionable to such a degree that people just think that unless they do it, they're not cool. That's or what I thought. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't want to do it. I did not want to do it until I found my husband and my divine partner. And I felt so pressured by society that I ended up doing it and it was horrible. And I wish I hadn't. Mm. Damn. So anyone trying to just hold out, <laughs> you have my vote. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you said this is a whole different topic. 
So um, is there anything else you want to kind of explore on the topic from mothers moving from that maiden seat into the motherhood seat and if they're lacking that um, sexual energy? Well, okay. So my final point for me is that the question is, am I normal if this is the, if this is the case? And for me, yes, not only are you normal, but you also have the opportunity to, to do something much greater with your sexual energy. And that's not only to mother your child, but then to push it back down from your heart space back into your sexual organs and to, to go deeper into divine union with your partner. Yes. Recalibrate that energy, that lower chakra energy as part of your heart chakra energy coming through it. Yes, that is so good. I love that. So you're reestablishing your sexual energy. Mm -hmm. And it will infuse with that heart space. And it's nice to have a kid and the kid in the bed because that gives you guys a couple, you and your partner, a couple years to like stop with the old habits and move into new habits that are more heart-based. That's so good. That's beautiful. I love that. Okay. Homework for tonight. (laughs) Homework for tonight. (laughs) What's it going to be, Jenna? Give me my homework. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Come on. I want some homework. I'm a good student. Well, um, (laughs) okay. So my, my homework to all of our listeners or you really want your own homework? I really want my homework. Oh, Lord. No, okay. Me and the listeners. I'm listening to it. Go on. <laughs> tell us. What, what was that homework? Okay. Well, here's your homework tonight. You go home and you see if you can... This is just for Amber, people. Okay. You, you can s- do it too. No. Whoever's listening. Well, okay. But switch out the man. Okay. <laughs> yes, please. You go home and you try to connect... You initiate sexual contact with Carrie tonight. I and- don't get a beat. I do not get a second to... And then try to come at him from the heart space mm. versus the... <laughs> She's pointing. She's down. twirling her finger. I'm pointing down. I'm pointing down. <laughs> <There's> that... <laughs> okay, so that's Amber's homework. Now for everybody else... Um, okay, wait, how do I do that? No, I try... Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Oh, no. You just look like you flashed me. Yeah, well, that's the heart space, <laughs> that's isn't true. it? That's true, okay. So, um, okay, so that to me looks no, like... Just come at him, not like you want to like... Do you know how I like to start? If I, if I am initiating, if I get the chance to, I always start with like, um, hey, like I want to give you a massage. Okay. And he's like, okay, great. And so I get some coconut and like, yeah, I but really pour my love that's good. and that's good. nourishment into like very slowly, like opening up his whole body, getting him breathing, getting him present and really touch. Like for me, I'm like touching every part of his body and I'm feeling his body temperature. And it, it's like a slow introduction okay, to so opening that, your heart up. But that you see what I hear from that is like you giving to him. Yeah. And like, you're not getting from that. Like it's well, not, not a necessarily a mutual exchange there. But I mean, there's going to be in a second. Okay. Hopefully there is. <laughs> but like maybe just, um, you know, um, yeah, that's massaging his heart. How about massaging his chest and heart? Yeah. And while you're doing it, um, do maybe do a little guided meditation of just seeing your, you know, your breaths moving in a circle within each other. Like you're breathing into him and he's breathing into you. And then, um, you know, maybe also like just envisioning your hearts connecting and then that energy moving downward and then have sex after that. Can I, no, love making, <laughs> not S-E-X. Okay. Can I have some like candles and Sade playing and like, yes. 
Okay. I approve all of those. I'll let you know how it goes tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be calling I'll you send at you a voice note. <laughs> First thing. How did it go? 10 out of 10. Okay, cool. That's my homework. Got okay, it. Okay, everyone else, um, you can try that too with your partners. Or if not, just assess where is your sexual life force currently vibrating? Are you moving most from your sexual organs, from your heart, or from your mind? Figure it out and consider um, breathing into your heart space and w- whether you're a parent or not. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. I love it. And also I want to know, did you have a similar experience when you moved from maiden to mother or father or boy to father, <laughs> should I say? Let us know in the comments. We would love to hear your story. And that covers it for today. Hope it was very entertaining for you. Thank you so much for joining us. And we can't wait to have you with us next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Have fun out there. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.